We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WTIC, good afternoon. 860-522-9842. How about Shattuck with that weight loss? I love those ads he's doing. Andrea calling from Madison. Hi, Andrea. Hello. Oh, so it's not T2 anymore. It's just, it's just it's you? It's T2 minus one. Okay. Well, anyway, I had still exciting because there were a lot of um, earlier calls about Bob Stefanowski. And because I'm in sales, you know, when you have a team, they really – the wizard, the grand wizard comes out with messaging and you hammer your message, you get your team together, consistent messaging. And my thought was, wow, they should powwow with Glenn Youngkin. And I didn't know you guys weren't still on together, but all of a sudden a message just popped up on my phone and guess who is coming out in support of Bob (laughs) Stefanowski and coming to Connecticut on September 28th, Glenn Youngkin. So that's exciting. What's the date? September 28th. How cool. It, Glenn Youngkin, governor of Virginia, the guy who won that big race a year ago. That's right. And and, and probably, has a knack for messaging, Andrea. For sure. So it basically says, let's see, he is, the fundraiser is in Greenwich. I'm obviously not going because it's going to be way too expensive for me. But, yes, he is coming out to support Bob Stefanowski and Laura Devlin. That's awesome. And that's on the 28th in, is that going to be in Madison? No, it's going to be at someone's probably mansion in Greenwich, I think. (laughs) All right, that sounds good. Check it out, but that's exciting. All right, thanks for filling us in. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Appreciate hearing from you, Andrea. 860-522-9842. Joining us right now, Jessica Cordes. She is the Republican nominee for attorney general in the state. Hello there, Jessica. Hi, Todd. How are you? Nice to have you here. I'm psyched to talk to you again. Oh, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. Fill us in on your life. What's going on? Oh, we have been extremely busy campaigning. I, we've been all over the state. And on top of that, you know, work, I am still working because I love, I kind of love to be in court. I love the idea of being in court. So I continue to keep grounded by doing that. We've had kids travel softball and all that kind of stuff. But you know, today we're out in Old Saybrook, sort of meeting business owners and, and people on the street. It's been great. What kind of vibe do you get from the electorate? You've been at this for a few months now. Are, are, do you feel movement going on in terms of what people are thinking about and which issues are consuming people's psyches? 
I think that safety and security and parents' rights are the big issues. I think, you know, everyone wants to be safe when they walk out their front door and run their errands every day and, and come home and be able to come home in one piece. And there's, I, I think, a real issue going on with safety and security right now. And then the second piece is parents' rights. I think that all parents want an opportunity for their children to receive a quality education. Um, and, you know, we're, we're in this weird place where I don't, think, I don't think parents on either side of the political spectrum think that, you know, their, their kids are getting a fair shake. Why is that, do you think? I, I've, I've always imagined that people felt a really strong connection to their own teachers, uh, you know, their kids' teachers and the, and the community schools that they send their kids to, and, and that they feel like there's cause and effect. They've got the PTAs. They're, they're involved with their schools. Has, has that changed over the years, do you think? So I don't think that's changed. I think, look, you know, I have I have a lot of friends that are teachers, and I know a lot of the teachers in school, and I'm I'm really fortunate to have amazing teachers for my children. They're young; they're still elementary school aged, and you know, I I think that our teachers, by and large, care about what's in the best interest of our children. Parents care about what's in the best interest of our children, and we can speak with teachers and have really good relationships. But the problem, I think, is at the administrative level. And I wouldn't say all administrators, right? But we have a perfect example in Greenwich mm-hmm. where there is an administrator intentionally making hire, hiring choices in order to direct education and to direct, you know, this, this political, I hate to use the word indoctrination because it seems um, like I'm, you know, pointing fingers and things like that. But the reality is we need to have classical education we need to talk about reading and writing and things like that and not hiring teachers and discriminating against age discriminating against religion in order to facilitate an ultimate outcome which on those videos that i have no reason to believe aren't true you know this teacher is saying we want to create democrat voters yes on either side and he's describing how he he's describing how he manipulates his position and the hiring practices in the school to make sure that conservative people, that older people, that um, Catholics can't don't get hired by his school system. And, and all that stuff suggests that they don't think teaching the kids is what's important. They think brainwashing them is. Yeah, and, you know, it's a scary thing because I think that the, the basic fundamental foundations um, that drive opportunity for our youth and for our children is an education and education is the foundation and without a foundation our children don't have opportunities to go on and do better things not only in their communities but in in you know obtaining scholarships or going to colleges and obtaining further education and then going on to secure good jobs I, we we've got to make sure that our teachers are doing the right thing by our kids um, and in a in a bigger picture i think we have to make sure that those in a position to investigate these these situations are doing that and doing it in in a an incredible way right they're in a way that we can believe that they're genuinely after finding the truth and not just after giving us a shiny object so that was a pretty shocking tape that's from project veritas and they've had other releases over the past uh, 10 days or so that include uh, a charter school in new york and a private school in new york and what you get a sense of I think is is what's obvious to a lot of people is that the uh, that the woke left that has so much vehemence in what they do and that believes so deeply in their ideas 
is somehow in control of the organizations that control the schools or has permeated the management of the schools. And, and I think a lot of people suspected that, but to have evidence of it is pretty upsetting. What do you hear from voters? We're talking to Jessica Cordes. She's running for attorney general as a Republican. What do you hear from voters as you campaign, Jessica? So, Todd, what we're hearing is that, you know, parents, I got involved in, in this, in the political world when I, when I worked to fight against mask mandates, right, just to ask for choice. And what I started to realize was that our schools, our schools, it's gotten, things have gotten messy in our schools. And if you watch the video about Greenwich, the video about Greenwich is disturbing, right, because there are reprehensible things that are said by this educator. But if you watch some of the later videos that were put out, what happened or what, what the, the administrator at Trinity Catholic in the city said was absolutely atrocious. And the idea that, look, I'm, I'm not going to say that all teachers are bad. I don't believe that. But I do believe that it's a top-down system. And even when there are teachers that are fighting to do the right thing, you know, there, there are administrators that are trying to drive messaging rather than education. Well, Jessica, um, this is why the position you're running for is so important, is because when systems get sick, that's when you have problems. You need to make sure that the systems are working for the people they're supposed to be working for and with the integrity required. And if they're being deliberately kidnapped to pursue an ulterior motive, that's the kind of system rigging that puts us in grave danger, I think, as a culture. Well, and I think the trouble that we have right now is the people that are in positions like our AG mm-hmm. to be able to conduct a thorough investigation. You know, I feel like he's giving us a, a shiny object here. I, I, all of the videos that were put out by Project Veritas, you know, regardless of if the AG likes the source or likes the potential outcome of an investigation, he is obligated to protect the people of the state of Connecticut by representing their interests. And their interests here are the fundamental education of our children. I feel like this whole back and forth exchange that was released yesterday by Project Veritas is an attack on the press by Attorney General Tong. I think that it's a shiny object to distract from whether or not there is an investigation that is being conducted in the background. I think it gives an out and an excuse in the event we don't have uh, we don't have results of this investigation by Election Day, right? It's a it's a shiny object to say to parents, oh, yeah, hey, I'm doing this investigation. Look, I'm asking I'm asking for for the press to preserve their documents. But the reality of this is that the press is protected. The press is protected from having to disclose and having to comply with subpoenas, except under very limited circumstances. And I think what we all need to realize is that this shiny object that we're being given by Tong standing in front of a camera saying, yes, I'm conducting an interview. Yes, I'm going to go out and investigate. His first reaction was that the press was wrong in reporting on these awful things that were happening. So I don't, you know, I don't know if we can, if we can trust that, that a real investigation is happening, but I know parents across the state have felt this for a long time, have felt that these types of behaviors were happening. And anyone that has the courage to come out and be a whistleblower, or as the press put out an article that may not be popular to the people that are currently sitting in Hartford, 
they should be commended for that. And I think that parents have been asking for it for a really long time. And I, I hope, look, I hope we get results from an investigation before the election. It would be the best possible outcome yeah. for our kids to be able to trust <laughs> there's a thorough Not particularly likely. Hold on one second, Jessica. We've got to get a quick break, and then we'll wrap up with you. By the way, Bob Stefanowski will be here in about 15 minutes. If you want to hear that, do stay tuned. And we'll talk more with Jessica Cordes after a quick break on WTIC. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC, we're talking with Jessica Cordes, Republican candidate for attorney general. So I just wanted to focus in a little more on on Attorney General Tong's response to the Project Veritas video. And he did go immediately to the attack and the maligning of the news media that conducted the investigation and did the did the undercover reporting and got the videotape and instead of being shocked by the idea of the schools being indoctrinated by w w extreme left-wing ideologues he was uh, trying to undermine the source of the information what's your reaction to that Jessica I you know I think you can't discredit something so awful simply because you don't like the source right it's it's a, it makes it appears to be agenda driven there is no one that I have spoken to feels like any part of the videos that came out about Greenwich, the Greenwich schools was acceptable, right? Everyone, it's absolutely reprehensible what was said in those videos. I cannot imagine that an attorney general that was being objective, that was being reasonable, and that was being humble and executing his, his authority in a non-biased way takes a position where he throws the press under the bus. As soon as we stop having free press, we stop having access to liberty and ultimately the American dream, right? Because then we are curtailed by somebody else's bias and opinion. And in this case, I think it was politically motivated. And, and then his decision was to go on the attack against the media that was producing information he didn't like, which is really scary if you think about one-party rule, and if that party doesn't have respect for free speech, the free exchange of ideas, and the freedom of the press, then it, it seems like we're in really deep trouble. Yeah, look, I think, I think that we need to live in an idea of meritocracy where everybody is entitled to their own opinions and to be able to put information out there and exchange ideas so that the best ideas can bubble to the top. When we stop living in a world where we can respect one another, um, and we can understand that it's okay to agree to disagree, then I look, we've got that problem across our country and across our, our state. Being divisive is not the way to move forward in a positive, positive direction. Jessica Cordes running for attorney general. What else do you want us to know? I think that's it. You can find more information about me on my website, jessicacordes.com. I am very much looking so forward to the next 50-some-odd uh, days as we drive towards Election Day, and I just hope that everyone has an open mind. Look, listen, listen to what I have to say. Read more about me. If I'm not for you, that's okay, but I can promise that I am going to do the very best by our state and by our children. Jessica, thank you so much for taking the time to talk. Good to talk with you. Thank you so much, Todd. Take care. All righty. Bye-bye. That's Jessica Cordes, Republican running for attorney general. And the uh, the incident 
Well, just a reminder that Bob Stefanowski will be here in a few minutes, in about 10, 12 minutes. And there's a new poll out in the governor's race, which hopefully we'll, we'll be able to get Bob to address and to uh, give us his response to, because uh, I'm sure people have um, feelings of fear awoken by uh, seeing a poll that is showing Bob down. And I suspect that Bob has a counter argument for you, but we'll see, and we'll give him a chance to discuss it. Um, so so the Attorney General Tong was, I mean, I, I don't know the guy, I haven't met the guy, I don't know much about him, but when I see him put on the performance he put on over the past couple of weeks in response to that tape, it was pathetic, and it was, it showed a lack of respect for the office that he holds because he wasn't responding to media reports as if they were media reports, because they were unhappy ones for the, for the Democrats. The truth of the matter is we have lots of reason to be suspicious of what's driving the content of education today. And the truth is also clear that Democrats, being the ones who run the education system, are the ones with the most to fear if that comes out. If that is patently untrue, what's portrayed in the Project Veritas tapes, if there is no such bias in the marketplace of education in this country, then open the doors, open the books, make the people accessible, do a PR assault rather than a cover-up assault. If there's nothing to fear, then don't act like you're scared. That's my take on it. We'll get yours on this and other topics as we continue. Call the rant line, 860-751-4698. We'll do the rants during the 410 segment, I believe. Stay. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. With us on WTIC. Tuesday afternoon, WTIC. 
Good afternoon to you. That was Jessica Cordes, Attorney General candidate. Joining us right now is Bob Stefanowski, candidate for governor. Hello there, Robert. Hey, I didn't hear the interview, but she's terrific, isn't she? Matthew yes, Berber, she is. This is what we have right now. Well, it, we, you know, somebody who uh, wanted to protect the the rights of the people and stuff and, and stand right. up for uh, journalism and, and good schools, that would be nice. Yep. Got a great background, not a politician. Yeah, every time William Tong talks, you can tell he wants to be governor. That's his main goal in life. I don't know what it is exactly that causes that perception to be conveyed, but that's definitely the vibe I get. Yeah. So, anyway, I wanted to talk. Yes, Bob? Oh, Hello, Bob. Right, I want to mute for a second. I wanted to talk okay. about... Um, my polling, I'm sure you've been getting some questions today about this Emerson poll. A lot of callers for you. Tom uh, was discussing it earlier and got some phone calls on it, but I haven't had a chance yet. So you can can maybe inject your perspective into people's heads preemptively, and we can have a more uh, balanced conversation. What are your thoughts on it? Well, listen, I'm not going to deny I wish it was me plus 10. For people that haven't read it, it shows me, I think, down. 10 or 11 points to Governor Ned Lamont. Um, first of all, it's not right. Um, our internal polling shows us somewhere between plus three and and minus three. But but even if you believe this Emerson poll, there's some interesting things in there. Um, Ned Lamont has been spending half a million dollars a week, $500,000 a week attacking me for the last two months. Um, and the last time Emerson did a poll, uh, I was down 13 points. So even if you do believe it, after a summer barrage of attack ads that everybody says they see every five minutes, um, he's lost ground to me. Um, I think the other point is um, you've got a sitting governor who arguably has high approval ratings for COVID. I don't think they're justified, but but arguably he does. And less than 50% of the voters want him back as governor, 48%. So for an incumbent to be under these numbers um, is pretty extraordinary. So I'm not saying everything's perfect, but I I would encourage people to take a deep breath. In 2018, at this point, we were down 15 points uh, to Lamont. Um, We've sharpened up the message. We've sharpened up the campaign. Uh, We're going to beat this guy. And and the underlying data in that poll would would indicate it. Can you give us any hints on on that sort of data, or, or are you thinking about proprietary stuff? No, I mean, in, in, in that data, first of all, a lot of these polls, they, they, they kind of get to an answer that they want. So they oversample Democrats. What, mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do is look at the last election, see what percent of the population of voters were Democrat, Republican, Independent. And unless you think there's going to be a big change in turnout, you kind of apply those numbers. And, and so this time they used more Democrats um, and less Republicans than, than actually turned out last time. And I would think, I know it'd be interesting to hear your view, but I would think with a Democratic president in Joe Biden, generally that energizes the other party. And uh, we'll probably see, hopefully, particularly with the base, a bigger turnout in 2022 than we did in 2018. Yeah, I don't. I, we're in so much flux right now that to know what people are going to be voting on in two months is hard to say. There, yeah. There's just so much going on in the environment. And the 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 democrats nationally are behaving in such a malicious way and the rhetoric is so over the top it's just hard to know how people are going to respond to all this 
Well, there's a few things we need to point out now that people are paying attention after Labor Day. Um, number one is what I'm going to do. I mean, we can talk about net all day long, but but there's really three things that, that we're focused on. The first one is affordability and actually getting taxes down. Um, energy costs, highest in the continental U.S., we've actually got to regulate these utility companies um, and, and put the customer first rather than the company. Uh, crime, absolutely out of control. Uh, we need to support law enforcement. These men and women are out there on the line every single day, putting their lives on the line for us. This governor has been weak on crime. Um, we're going to support law enforcement. And the last one is the one we rolled out last week, a parental bill of rights, which is get the government out of the way between a parent and their child and let the parent work with teachers to come up with the right curriculum to keep the social issues at the kitchen table where they belong and get our schools back to teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic and preparing these kids for a, for a career and to be successful in life. And when you hear comments, I came out of the, the Costco assistant principal, you know that this stuff is out there, and, and we're going to root it out. We're going to get these, these curriculums back in line and get our kids back to what they're supposed to be learning in school. It strikes me that there's a um, the, the the government of Connecticut has been running it off a cliff for a long time, and that people have a strong sense of that. Is that something you pick up in your own internal polling? Is that something you hear out on the street? You hear it out on the street, and and <laughs> what's fast, what I hear a lot is how is Governor Lamont, which which is true, how is he bragging from turning a deficit into a surplus? When all that really happened is he got $6 billion from the federal government, which is, by the way, our federal tax dollars. Anybody could, could balance a budget if you gave him $6 billion. So it's one of the things I can't wait for the debates. I believe the first one is September 27th. But, you know, this high level, I turned a deficit into a surplus. Well, of course you did. You got $6 billion. And you know what? When I get in there, I'm going to audit where it went. And I'm going to find out how much is left. And I'm going to give some back to taxpayers because it's not his money. It's not his surplus. It's our money. And he refuses to give it back. So I think your, 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 your person on the street, Todd, I think gets it. And I don't think this approach that Governor Lamont is taking, everything's fine in Connecticut. When we know it's not, I, don't, I think it's going to backfire on him over the next 60 days. Because it shows an, a certain level of out-of-touchness. He's out of touch. You know, he's never struggled to make a rent payment. Um, you know, I've done well in my career, Ted, but people forget I grew up on Dixwell Avenue in, in New Haven. My dad was a clerk at the phone company for 30 years. So so I think it's hard for Ned to empathize with people when he's never had to worry about money. His great-grandfather founded J.P. Morgan. So it's hard to, to you know, to, to sympathize with somebody who's struggling. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's a lot easier when you've gone through it yourself and, and, and you know what it's like. And, and, and I think what I hear from people in Connecticut is, is that he just doesn't care. And they want somebody who's actually going to talk to them, listen to them, and, and, and at least try to make things better. And, and, and that's what we're going to commit to do. Well, I think the other part of Ned's biography is that he doesn't have one. And the lack of having actually done anything with his life or done anything with his extreme wealth, being born rich and having nothing to point to, to say this is what I was I was given the greatest gift that a human being could get. I was born in the richest country in the history of mankind, and I'm one of the richest people in it by birth. I didn't work for it. So what can I do to show myself worthy of this extreme 
generosity that fate has bestowed upon me, and he's got nothing to point to. It's a remarkable thing. Well, it is, and and, and again, I don't know him all that well, but it, it seems to me he's looking for validation, right? He has a wife who's been very successful, and he's never had to worry about anything, but he's never really accomplished anything. He ran a 500-person cable company that ended up going out of business. So I think for him it's validation, but that's not a reason to run for governor. And I can't tell you there's not a little bit of ego in it. Todd, everybody has ego, and I'd love to do it. But I'm doing it because I want people to have the opportunities that I had, that I had a good education, and that I went to college without a ton of debt. And I was able to find a job at Pricewaterhouse and and work my way up and and, and be successful and finance my own campaign. And and, and that's why I'm doing it. I'm doing it for my kids and, and all the kids out there because the state has gone in the wrong direction over the last 40 years under Democratic rule. And it's time for it to stop. We can't, we can't afford another four years of that month. It's time for it to stop. The people of Connecticut are ready for it to stop. And, and we're rolling out a plan that proves we're going to be able to do it. Well, the other part, just on the biography thing, I, I noticed the newspapers. I can't help but thinking that they're doing this on purpose. They like to lift you up into Ned's category of rich. and. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, obviously for the average person, the amount of money you've made in your career is incredible. But that's money you've made in your career by that those efforts and that diligence that you just described. And to compare that to just write you off, they're actually they're actually inoculating Ned from being accused of being a rich guy who's got no connection to normal people by calling you a rich guy, too, as if it's equivalent. And, and they're so far apart from each other. That it's you couldn't compared to Ned's wealth, you couldn't afford a box of cereal. Well, he hasn't really because I'm not sure if he's taking a salary or not. But uh, the salary for the governor is a hundred and fifty thousand. But his income over the last year averaged something like ten million dollars a year, and it's all investment income. Can you imagine how big a portfolio you need to be developing, ten, generating ten to twelve million? of interest and dividends every year. What, I don't know it's the answer be, to that. What is that, a couple hundred million? It's got to be three, four, five hundred million. I should run the numbers, you know, based upon an average return. But he's hundreds of millions of dollars, not tens. He's hundreds of millions of dollars, which is why he can afford to spend $500,000 a week on TV. But you know what? At a certain point, people stop listening. And, and, they, and they stop, you know, believing all these lies. Um, and at a certain point, you can saturate yourself too much. So um, we're going to come at him. The next 60 days, Todd, are going to be rocking and rolling. We're going to come at this guy. We're going to show all the lies he's been telling. We're going to lay out a realistic and optimistic plan for Connecticut. I cannot wait to debate this guy. I mean, I have dreams about it at night, Todd, how much I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> no wonder you, you never get any sleep. Well, and there's no Josh behind him, right? There's no press in front of him, not asking him the follow-up question. I'm going to ask him, where the hell is Annie's tax return for the last three years? She made $26 million on a no-bid contract, and he files married, filing, single. How many people do you know that file married, filing, single? Of course he's hiding something. In other words, he's, he, her, her earnings are not visible in his filings. Excluded, which is fine. If, if, if you're just a normal spouse, that's fine. But when your spouse does business with the state of Connecticut and we're paying her company that she owns money, we have a right to know how much she profited. It's as simple as that. Now, somebody in the press should ask him that. But I'll tell you, I'm definitely going to ask him when I'm debating him on September 27th. 
Are you, do you feel like you're being hard-hitting enough? I, I, people are fixated on this idea of, and a lot of our callers are, are, um, are really adamant in their anger towards the way the state's been driven off a cliff fiscally, which I think is appropriate. But, but uh, it's not a balanced view, I don't think, of the electorate. And you might not, you might not have a vision of, of winning election by reflecting what they want to, to be said, you know, and the way they want it said. What's your feeling about the kind of callers you hear here who want you to be tougher? I, I, I think, listen, I, I, I know that I got criticized when I was in front of the state pier because I really got angry about the waste that this thing is $160 million over budget and taxpayers are paying and everything. Everybody said Bob's mad. I also get criticized when I'm too quiet or too balanced. So I'm getting criticized on both sides, which mm-hmm. probably means I'm, I'm, I'm close to the middle, which is the right place. But what people have to realize as well, it's one thing to be you know angry and pound the table when you're, when you're governor. When you're running in a state that's two to one, Democrats to Republican, you have to be balanced. Now, you have to say what's on your mind, but, but, but we've got to get two-thirds to three-quarters of the independents to vote for us to win in Connecticut. And we've got to get 10 to 15 percent of the Democrats to vote for us to win in, in Connecticut. And we've got to get 80 to 90 percent of the Republicans. So I'm not saying we're not going to win. We are going to win. And I'm not making excuses, but people need to realize not everyone who calls into WTIC or people that don't um, don't necessarily feel the same way and as strong about issues. And in order to effectuate change in Connecticut, we got to win the election. We got to change the people that are going to Hartford. So am I going to say what's on my mind? Absolutely. But am I going to pound the table on issues that that may alienate with me with three quarters of the voter base? Probably not. So it's all a balance, Todd. Yeah, well, I think the way you're talking right now is a good balance. That That's all. I wouldn't want to hear you pounding the table all the time because that wouldn't be you. You're a level-headed guy, and you're straight up the middle with what you believe. I'm also, Todd, I put $10 million. You can say I've got a lot of money. $10 million. Like we can say you used to have a lot of money. <laughs> I used to have it. I'm not stupid, right, Todd? I wouldn't be putting this kind of money in unless I thought I could win. And, and I wouldn't be putting this kind of money in if I was working four hours a day. I am working 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, people don't always see that. A large part of the job is fundraising, which I'm sitting in a room doing that right now. So I want to assure people, first of all, we're going to win this election. Second of all, I'm going to be aggressive, if not more aggressive than I need to be. This is too important to the people of Connecticut. Mm-hmm. This is the opportunity, which is why I ran again. There is a confluence of events in Connecticut with a president who's upside down in terms of his approval rating, with a governor who has ruined this state over the last four years. This is our chance to win this thing. We can, it's not about me. It's not about your callers. We cannot afford not to win this thing for the people of Connecticut. I need everybody energized around it. I need people volunteering on bobforgovernor.com, bobforgovernor.com. I need people making calls. I need everybody to get another 10 people to come out and vote Republican on November 8th. But if we can band together and stay together as a party, we can absolutely win this election over the next 57 days or whatever's left. Bob Stefanowski, thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Okay, thank you, Todd. I'll talk to you next week. All righty, take care. Bob Stefanowski, Republican, running for governor. Any reaction? Give us a call, 860 Stay with us on WTIC.
Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Good afternoon to you, Tuesday. We got a nice week going here. We do. 860-522-9842. What's on your mind? We would love to talk with you. Bob Stefanowski was just here. Jessica Cordes before that. She's running for attorney general. Yeah, a couple of candidates and a new poll out on the governor's race. So you might want to comment on that. Jim in Berlin. Hi, you're on WTIC. Hi, Todd. Thank you for allowing me to speak. Well, thank you, Jim. Yeah, I I think in regards to Bob's approach, I like what he just said, and I I feel for him because, unfortunately, if he comes across too strong, he's going to turn off some people. At the same time, if he doesn't come across strong enough, he's going to turn off the the far right, so to speak. Well, that's that's the challenge of being a performer. The interesting thing is that Ned is the natural performer. And Ned is the one who knows how to go out there and hit all the right notes in terms of performance. He doesn't know how to actually do the job of being governor. He's not interested in it. And this is the challenge, uh, particularly in this era, in the television slash social media era, the con man, i.e. Jolly Ned, has an advantage. Because if you can go out there and say anything without a conscience, no matter how contradictory it is to reality, You've got you. You're in a a, a leading position yeah, in our system today. To, one other thing, though, I think also he has the balance of the press because the press is going to lean towards dealing with the incumbent higher than the person sure. who's running against. Yep. Do you know if there is going to be a debate? Well, I assume so. And and uh, uh, that, Bob just mentioned a. February, I'm sorry, September 27th. But but normally there are two or three or four, and, and there would be something in that range. One would not be adequate. And I think yeah. I think it would be damaging to Ned if he doesn't agree to more than one. So I would expect we'll get a couple. And that's good because, you know, one is uh, easier for somebody like Ned to skate off without having, uh, without having been damaged by any truth getting out. Well, that would be helpful if you could follow up on that, because I think that's the key. Oh, well, they haven't decided yet. So so Ned's just waiting. Ned has not agreed. Bob's asked for four or six or eight. I forget what he's asked for. And Ned has not responded yet. So that's where we have to respond, technically. Well, he's got to agree to do debates and he hasn't agreed to do them. Right. But that's my point. He doesn't have to if he's True. leading in the polls. Yes. Well, but he would risk his, his lead. That would that would provi- provi- uh, provide a big issue, and, and I think he would uh, not put himself in that position. Because okay. he, he's okay. been through debates before. He he uh, he's went through his Senate campaign. He went through his uh, couple of governor's campaigns. So I think he will do it, just not as much as we might like. Thank you, Jim, for the phone call. 860-522-9842. We will check in with um, Mark Christopher. No, not Mark Christopher today. Isn't he off today, Joey? Yeah. So is is there somebody in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center keeping it dusted and clean? And uh, Good. All right. We'll go to Ian Stark then. And then we'll get a news update. And we'll talk more coming up on WTIC. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 